Another edition of Cleveland Schwill. We've got our Scott Vaughn on today who does all sorts of things in the Cleveland area, and we're going to cover all of them. Unfortunately, my co-host Dave Hamilton is having a sewage backup, so he is not going to be with us. He did say maybe miraculously he could pop on later, but we're going to, we're going to keep our fingers crossed, but I doubt he'll, he'll, he'll make a showing. Uh, but uh, with that being said, RSV, you're on Cleveland Schwill. Welcome. Thanks for being here. What is happening, Brian? What's going on? Thanks for having me. Mm. I guess Dave is really in the shit tonight, huh? Yeah, he's he's really in the shit. And and you know, it's actually kind of funny because it just it sometimes it's harder than other days to get everything together and you just gotta like pull through it. And this is one of those days where it just felt like everything was going against us, but here we are, we're gonna do it. Uh, yeah. you know, you and I we've been through it. And, and unfortunately this is the month we talked earlier. You've picked to do dry January. I hope it uh, is successful for you, but. <laughs> and off to a rocky start. Not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't choose to do ja- dry January this month. Thank you. Thank God. Uh, right, right, I, right. That's okay. We'll make it through. I got my, my uh, giant Eagle purified water to get me by. That's all I need. That's a that's a popular choice on the Schwill is purified water, especially with my guests. Sometimes they say they just want their wits about them, and I'm like, I, I don't want my wits about me. I'm going to go ahead and have it. If this was uh, normal, I, I would be drinking some Jameson or something right now. But right now, I'm just going to stick with. Hey, great great choice. I think um, I'm going to be drinking something from Fat Heads Brewery. I pulled out of the fridge. It's Head Hunter. It's an IPA. I actually don't even know if I've had this on the on the show before, but. It's not a bad choice. I've had it out at the bar before. And yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, that's good. So, I'm not an IPA guy. Some of my friends love it. So God bless them. I know. They're, it's like one of those uh, polarizing topics. It's people either like seem to love them or hate them. I happen to be one that loves them for now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Might see. Hate it. We'll see. I'm also a whiskey guy. So sometimes it's whiskey. Sometimes it's an IPA. I Let's get started. Uh, sure, man. So, our Scott Vaughn with us here. He, um, well, how did you end up in the Cleveland area to begin with? And, uh, like, where'd you go to school? Where'd you grow up? How'd you end up in Cleveland? Uh, I am born and raised East Sider. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, grew up mostly like went to East Lake North. Uh, still stayed in the same area. I'm living in Willowick for now. Uh, I have been for the last almost 30 years and, wow. uh, yeah, I just grew up in the hood, man. Having a lot of, you know, East side, yeah. side, you know? So yeah, I've always been here. I've never left. So it's just, I came up through the ranks right here. Now, when you were growing up, when did you get into music? Because you're, you're currently in a band called big in Japan, but 
I'm, and that's only been out for the last 15 years. I'm sure you started music before then. When, when did you get that ear for music and, and when did you start picking up the bass? Yeah, I, uh, I got the ear for music in October 1976 when I saw this band called Kiss on the Paul Lind Halloween special. And right there, I knew I wanted to do something like that. So I uh, fell in love with that and I wanted to be a, a rock star. You know, and I was probably eight years old at the time. Uh, didn't learn how to play. I, my parents put me in guitar lessons and I kept bombing out because the teacher would want to teach me, you know, actual chords and things. And I just, yeah. want, you know, I want to play Kiss songs and rock and roll songs. So they actually told my parents, he's unteachable. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then I, you know, you fast forward in life and, I get a guitar at Arrowhead Music in Menor and, you know, some court or something just banging away on. And I sucked at guitar. I mean, I was a bar chord guy, power chords here and there. And my buddy was giving up the bass, so I bought the bass off him, and we found a guitar player. So I'm like, ah, I guess I'll go to bass. And I yeah. realized I could actually sing and play the bass at the same time. So it kind of just took off from there. So I've been playing. I We had our first professional show at the South High Talent Show in 1987. My buddy went to South. And uh, since then, it's been here we are. Got Here you are, yeah. Like all these years later, uh, uh, so you you pretty much learned on Kiss songs then. Uh, well, no, because by the time I actually started playing, actually learning music, yeah, I pressed on to the Who. The Who was my see. The Kiss wanted me. Kiss, I wanted to be a rock star. Okay. When I started to the Who, I wanted to be a musician. I got you. So I wanted but, to write, but songs. you didn't want to destroy your your instruments like them at that point, did well, you? I, I, did. I smashed my first acoustic guitar trying to be like Pete Townsend, like an idiot. Uh. I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah, my mom was not happy. But uh, yeah, so yeah, I wanted to be a musician by that time. And But I mean, you pick up bass and, you know, you can't play John Entwistle. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. So yeah, it started there. Yeah, well, that's awesome. Um, and that kind of brings me into my next point because, you know, you actually, you've been in Cleveland for a really long time and you ended up starting a YouTube channel and, it, and it's, it's called Stairway to Cleveland. So this actually doesn't just deal with music, though there are musicians that come on. Right. Uh, you, you try to hit on just about everything Cleveland. You don't leave anything out. Uh, what gave you the idea to start the YouTube channel and then, what was it like actually starting the YouTube channel? Well, I'm 
I'm a proud Clevelander. I mean, I love this town. Uh, I've always been interested in history and things about this town. And being, in, yeah, and being in the musician community, I've met a lot of people. Uh, and we've kicked around ideas here and there. And I talked to a friend of mine. We were working on a side project. His name's Quentin Flynn. Uh, he's a voiceover actor. We were doing a little project called the Snozberries. And we were kicking around ideas for things to do. And he actually came up with the name Stereo Cleveland, which is also a Jefferson Starship song. I know it is. I was going to bring that up if you named it after that. Yeah. Uh, so we talked about it. Well, he ended up leaving and I kind of molded it into what I wanted it to be. And uh, I hooked up with my good brother, Martin, who's from Bun Arcade, another band in town. And Rick Fluger from Boaterhead, who's a wizard behind all this technology nonsense because I don't know anything about it. You know, yeah. I get to how to do a podcast and things of that nature. And it was all Chinese to me. So, but Rick came along and said, oh, I can do that. No problem. And he's like, how about we do it on YouTube? I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so a year, almost about a year later. Yeah. I'm still doing it. So it's fun, man. I mean, I love to carry the torch for Cleveland and we like to get, you know, like I said, like you said, actually a lot of musicians and stuff have come on, but we've also had, you know, people broke books about the mafia and ghosts. Well, speaking of which, that you're talking about Rick Perello and um, yeah, Rick Perello. I've I read To Kill the Irishman. Yeah, loved that book. I actually fun. loved the movie, yeah. even though it was shot in Detroit, unfortunately. Right, uh, but uh, yeah. To Kill an Irishman, to pe for people who aren't familiar with that, this is uh, the story of Danny Green. And basically, I think it was like the year was 75. And there's like 30 bombs that go off in Cleveland that year. I mean, there was a mafia war going on in Cleveland. It's a really interesting story, interesting book. Um, but I know Rick Perello, I think he wrote like four different mafia books all about Cleveland mob. Yeah, he's a, he's a really cool guy to talk to. He's really... And his family's like, you know, we're one of the original families of the Cleveland Mafia. Yeah. So it was, it's a very interesting guy to talk to. And yeah, he's got four or five books. Now. And he, he was great. I mean, we've had a lot of great guests on and we're going to continue to keep hopefully getting good, great guests. Yeah. How, how do you do a lot of your producing? Do you reach out to them yourself or do you have somebody that's helping you with the production or like to find guests or how is it working for you? It's pretty much been just reaching out uh yeah you know being in the music community as long as i have i, I know a lot of people in the, the musicians end of it and a lot of times what i found rick and i found uh the willoughby uh the haunted housewives i just reached out to them you know on social media and said hey would you be interested in coming on here and they were both down so yeah a which is awesome because uh they both wrote books the haunted housewives uh they wrote a book about um, a haunted place in Cleveland. I think that's what made it shoot off. Like it just became extremely popular because of that book they wrote. And yeah, then the bar opened up in front of that one spot. And I can't remember the name of it. The name of the bar is Spirits, I think. Willoughby Cole. Yeah. And they opened yeah. Spirits. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's where we actually interviewed her, Willoughby Cole, which is one of the most haunted spots in the. Yeah. So it, was, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Yeah, that's a, that's a really cool episode. And if they go, if you go to YouTube and look up Stairway to Cleveland, you guys are real easy to find. You can subscribe. 
And the, both of the episodes that we're talking about here, both Rick Perello and the Haunted Housewives are on there. And you just recently dropped a new one with. So you, did your your episode didn't release yet for that? It's, it's about to come out. It's coming out. Uh, it probably as we speak, it's probably been officially released. He was okay. waiting for the four four D version to come out or a four K. So yeah. Okay. Cool. But I know that besides that, I mean, you've had uh, comedians on there, several uh, local musicians. Uh, like, again, you said you had the Haunted Housewives on there. You got authors on there. And yep. all these people are from Cleveland. And if you're into anything that has to do with Cleveland, you'll want to check out Stairway to Cleveland and just check out these interviews. They're about an hour to an hour and a half, most of them, right? Yeah, we decided with this, we're counting this as our next season, the one that came out today. And we're out, it was running so long that we're now dividing it. We, we do like an interview, then we do a Cleveland subject, and then we usually do a battle where each of us pick a favorite album or movie. And yeah. We I tell them why I'm right. Uh, <laughs> so we decided since it's running long and we'd like to get, you know, the audio version of it up on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, but it, the battle is going to be its own separate entity from now on. So it's going to be like two different episodes in one. So we'll, we'll release the regular episode and then like a week later, we'll release the battle now. So oh, it'll, cool. it'll, trying to keep people's attention for an hour and a half, two hours, pretty draining, you know? I know, you know, and, and I was talking about this with other people before, which is funny, and, you know, now with the TikTok generation out there, they were saying that the average uh, Generation Z attention span is about the same as a goldfish. You got about three seconds there, which is, what are you going to do with that? <laughs> we lost those guys about 20 minutes ago, so we're good. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, I took a sip of my beer and they were gone. They'd exactly. scrolled. Yeah, they're on to the next one. Uh, but let, I know we mentioned the band uh, Big in Japan. You yep. guys started in 2008, which is unbelievably 15 years ago now. To me, it's like, but how did you guys meet? What brought that band together? What gave you the idea? Like, uh, what, what was that story? Yeah. Uh, Big in Japan started. Same three guys, by the way. It's, we have placed a member. There's just three of us. Uh, me, Matt Catorno, and Vic Bordelon. Uh, and years ago, when I was in an original band called Lost Nation back in the 90s, Vic was in a band called Ivory Hall. His band would open for my band a lot of times and original bands. So we got to be friendly. We weren't friends, I would say. Um, and we touched you know, bass once in a while, you know, with the music scene, you see everybody yeah. else. But we weren't friends per se. And then uh, as the you know, the original thing, when it's the way of the dodo with us both, I went and joined a dance band. He went and joined a dance band. And uh, fast up, probably six years later, my band was breaking up. And uh, the word had gotten out that I was looking for a new gig. Well, Dave Bellinger from 1988 had gotten the word that his drummer were looking for a replacement for George Chapman, who was leaving their band. So out of the blue, Mac called me. I didn't know him from Adam. and said, hey, man, you want to come down and try this out? And 
<laughs> I realized when I got down there, oh, this is Vic. I remember Vic, you know, and here <laughs> Vic, Vic and Matt had played with each other back when they were like teenagers, you know, 12, 13 years old. Then Matt went and moved away and came back and it just clicked. And here we are 10 years later, same three dummies playing the same songs. <laughs> and, and you guys specifically got together knowing you were going to do covers, thinking yeah. about uh, thinking about that. And, you know, I looked over your the set list, which you have on, on the website, which is uh, www.biginjapanband.com. And it, it was really interesting to me because I'm like, you guys are playing everything. I mean, all over the map. I'm, I'm seeing stuff that's new. I'm seeing stuff that's old. I'm seeing California Love by Tupac, but I'm seeing Bagan, Bagan that new song by, uh, I think it's pronounced Manskin. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I'm like, I, I just heard of them like in the last year. You know, yeah. So, yeah, we like to we, we like to hit every button. You know what I mean? We we're, we're what we call a party rock band, party dance band. Uh, I mean, we just want to get people up and moving and whether we don't care, we don't want to be we don't want to be stuck in a box of we're a dance band or we're a yeah. rock band or we're this or that. We're just a party band, you know, come out and have a good time. You'll hear something you like, you know. We'll oh, absolutely. So do, when you're playing a room, when you're that diverse, mm -hmm. do you try to read the room? Like what type of music they're responding to? Or do you just stick with your set list beforehand? Or have you been playing the same places so long? You're like, I know what these people want. This is what we're going to yeah. do. Yeah. It's to the point now we know our rooms. And I mean, there's been times where we've had to, obviously, I mean, any band you talk to will say we had to change some songs up here and there. Yeah. If you know, if they're responding more to the rock stuff, we'll throw a couple more rock songs in. Or if they don't want to hear the rock stuff, we'll throw, you know, more dance stuff or hip hop or whatever. You know, but for the most part, we know our rooms pretty well. Matt does our set list for the most part. And uh, he's got it down. He puts it kind of in blocks. So we kind of know where we're going. Okay. And, and speaking of like set lists and, and, and how often do you have to get together or where are you getting your ideas to keep, I guess, keeping up with the relevant trends now? Are you going to TikTok to figure out where these songs are at? Are you going on top 40 or, or what? How does it work? How does that work? We all we all come up with songs that we want to play. Matt's really he's like that's guy. He'll go on and he'll see how many views or listens have been on all these popular songs and yeah come with a list and say hey man these these songs are really popping these have millions and millions of hits and then sometimes me and Vic will say well mostly me most of Vic's songs are turned away because <laughs> he's bringing out like you know you know lynch mob and seven dust stuff anyhow <laughs> <laughs> yeah but the thing is Vic is our rapper so Vic does all the hip-hop stuff all the rapping stuff Vic does so Right now, you know, whatever seems to work and whatever, I mean, we'll go, we'll play some songs sometimes for like a month or two, see if they just catch on. And if they don't, we should can them and start with something new, you know. So to, to do that, do you have to keep practicing uh, regularly, like every week, a couple times a week? Do you have a rehearsal space? How, how often do you got to practice when you're trying to, these new songs all the time? Well, well, we never practice because we play so much. Uh but when we do have to learn some new songs, get together and go over them. Okay. 
advice if you know we're stuck on some stuff but for the most part we all learn parts we show up we go over a couple hours and it's in the set list you know
these days, I, I'm not sure. I mean, man, back in my day, I was always having to like practice with my group, uh, like three, four, five times a week. But I mean, we were young and we were just trying to get comfortable right. with each other. Um, but you know, that was before YouTube and all this other stuff where you can just sit down and like somebody's showing you everything for yeah. free. Yeah. I remember sitting there with either tape player or the record and, you know, picking up the needle or re rewinding and trying to hear it. Yeah. Now you just, yeah. I mean, this, I mean, when I started playing tabs weren't even out yet, you know, at least tabs a little bit when we were coming up, but geez, Louise, now it's right. like, <laughs> God bless you. Yeah, you could learn it. Just there's like 15 different people that'll show you like, and it's like six days after the song comes out, somebody's up there That's just showing you how to play. You'll have 15 different people playing it, but they'll be playing it in 15 different ways. Mm -hmm. No one's exactly the same. So it's like, ah, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. So I'll play it my way. Whatever. I'll write note of it. <laughs> well, and, and, and regardless, it'll get like if it's if it's played well with confidence. It'll get people dancing. It'll they'll get moving. So it's cool. Uh, yeah, I was just like looking at the set list. I'm like, man, they got 80 stuff. But then all of a sudden, next thing you know, they got, you know, Faith No More. And then they've got some Justin Timberlake. But then they're going back to Kings of Leon. So yep. we don't know what they're going to play. And then, of course, the, all the rap, like you're talking about, like fun. I saw like old uh, 80s rap. Yeah. All the way up to like even 90s rap. And, uh, I don't know. I didn't pay enough attention to know if there's any like brand new rap on there, but uh, there's yeah. her. I wouldn't say brand. I don't know. I don't listen to rap. To be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. But I know there's a couple songs that have been out the last year or two. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's that's <laughs> interesting. Well, it was funny because I, I was interviewing a different band and, and they play some Lizzo, and I'm like, I know Lizzo's kind of new, right? Yeah. But I go, I couldn't tell you. If that song came out four years ago, if it came out four months ago, that's where I'm at. <laughs> that was true. Wasn't that you're talking to? Yeah, yeah. Both those guys. Both yeah, those guys. yeah. Yeah, they do some Lizzo songs, and they we were talking about it. Uh, and speaking of which, you know, we we talk. We I always like to ask, especially with how many gigs you guys have played over the years. Sure. What are some of the craziest stories you have from playing out? Like we all had these just ridiculous things that you never thought in a million years were going to happen or just it's a fun story, just anything you want to share from it that comes to mind from a, a show you played. Uh, there's been a lot of crazy shit that's happened to me, in my career. Uh, you know, you can spill it all if you want to, we're not going to stop. You. My wife's in the other room. I can't do a lot. Of it. Uh, <laughs> I just would say, you know, the Cove has a reputation and it's deservedly. So stuff <laughs> <laughs> at the Cove, I'll leave it at that. But uh, it's always fun, man. I mean, there's, you know, it, it's weird, you know, coming from an original band where, you know, trying to get people to embrace you and sing your songs and stuff. And when you see that, that's the most rewarding thing in the world. But now being in a cover band, I mean, it's kind of crazy that some of these people invest themselves so much in a cover. Band, you know what I mean? Which is cool. I mean, I appreciate it. I love it. But I just consider us three dummies up there playing other people's music, having fun. Yeah. Uh, which is great. And But some of the craziness they do, 
at some of these gigs. Yeah, God bless them. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, um, I mean, it is a family show after all, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> my show isn't necessarily a family show, but uh, yeah, I mean, if you're playing out and you know, now do you guys uh, do you guys edit the music to? to not be explicit when you sing sometimes, or do, does it not matter to you? Uh, it depends. If we're playing like an earlier show, any songs, or if we know there's kids in the room, we will, oh, yeah. Yeah. we will substitute any kind of vulgarity. Uh, we've made that mistake early on in our career when we used to play the song, uh, CeeLo Brown or whatever, the fuck you song. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, we played a show and, you know, we started doing that song and the owner almost, Pardon me, kicked us out of the club right away. It was nine o'clock. So that was, I mean, again. Yeah, yeah. You, you live and you learn, you know. You're just one of those mistakes and you keep moving and then you, you learn from it. That's it. Yeah, we've got it now. I mean, with all the weddings and events and stuff we've done now, you know, you know when to pull back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you're, you're, again, reading the room a little bit, you know. Oh, <laughs> uh with that being said though uh i i mentioned we can find the band uh at www.biginjapanband.com but yeah. you guys do you guys have a facebook page do you do twitter like uh instagram what where else can we find you yeah we're on all the social networks uh we're on instagram i think it's all under big in japan band or big in japan band cleveland i it's one of those. Just look them up. <laughs> yeah. Twitter. Uh, I think uh, Matt pretty much does most of that other stuff. Uh, but yeah, we're definitely on Facebook. That's our main thing in our, our, our homepage, bigandband.com. That's where you can find out where we're playing and all that jazz. What about booking you? Can you, can you get booked through the, through the uh, website or. Yeah. There's um, a book the socials. Yeah. There's a booking tab on there. Uh, We've got a few dates left this year, but for the most part, we're pretty booked up. Okay. But we're, you know, we're whores. Call us. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Now, speaking of all the music you play, you also have a very big charity event every year. It's in July. Um, we discussed it a little bit beforehand. What can... Have you already started planning this event for, for 2023 or is it something you, you're waiting on? Uh, we have already begun turning the wheels. Okay. Here. So yeah, this year's Cleveland Musicians Fundraiser. Uh, our seventh annual Cleveland Musicians Fundraiser is in the planning stages. We've got a date. We've got the location. We've got the, the charity we're picking. And uh, it's starting to, starting to already snowball. So we're excited about it. Oh, cool. Cool. Now, what what do you have? Now, you, so you have a venue. Are you releasing any of this information yet? Or are you oh, keeping- yeah, I'll give it to you all. Right? Uh, okay. We're once again, it'll be July 31st. It's a Monday. We do Mondays. I know a lot of people bitch about being on a Monday, but there's reason for it. One, it's the summer and a lot of bands do festivals yeah. and all- weekends. Uh, yeah, Tuesday. It's just a good day to have it. It's a Monday. You can have a long weekend. Uh, so it's going to be July 31st this year. Uh, and it'll be once again at Geneva on the Lake. 
at the Yankee complex, the goblin stage and all that stuff. And it'll be an all day event again from noon to 10, 10, 30, 11. And it's going to be, it's going to, again, this year we, we picked a charity, uh, NAMI, which is the Alliance of on mental illness, national Alliance of mental illness. Uh, so that's a big thing for us and every year it's grown. And so I tell everybody every time I talk about it, as long as it keeps growing, I'll keep doing it. Uh, so every year it's gotten bigger and bigger. So knock on wood, uh, you know, we'll hit it again this year. So we're pretty excited, but we're, we're really trying to get the ball rolling early this year. So if it's at the same location in Geneva on the Lake, one of the things we talked about before is you, you can sometimes have, you got three stages available to you at one time. Yeah. In, in Geneva, when we moved down there a couple of years ago, uh, we decided we'd have, uh, we have side stages where we have, a, we have an acoustic stage where the gags can play during the day. We've got a side stage where uh, bands, actual bands can play. And then at seven o'clock, we take over the big giant Yankees uh, goblin stage. And that's where I get 50 of Cleveland's best musicians to come together. And we just play kiss. Uh, it's a lot of off the cuff stuff. And it's just, I just, I put groups of guys together and girls and, uh, and all the money we make just goes to charity. So, and we have, auctions we have raffles we have 50 50 we have food trucks we have face paints we have merchandise it, it's it's becoming an event bigger and bigger oh, it's, it sounds like it's just a huge party is what it is you know yeah. that, that and the money goes to charity which is awesome yeah that's what it's about man you gotta get back and yeah uh I'll, yeah i love to go out there this year yeah july 30th yeah I'm, I'm marking it down and I, i've come out now, do you dress up like anybody from Kiss when you do it, or what? No, no. We've had people do that. You know, okay. Up and play, dress up. But I don't have time to even, you know, wash my hands, let alone do anything crazy. It, 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 <laughs> I know. To get in all that makeup and the costume—that's that, a—that's a job in itself, man. Yeah, it's a—it's a big taking, and uh, I've got a great committee that's behind me, my wife and some real dear friends and they do so much for us. So uh, yeah, it's a lot of work, but it's so rewarding, you know, and you like this last year, we did some mission takes care of homeless veterans. Uh, and this year we broke our record, obviously, and we gave a check for near $28,000. So it was really cool. And I, you get to see what they've done with, they built this big warming garage and, they got buses in there, clothes for the homeless veterans. And it's just, you know, we've done a lot of great charities. We started with autism, like we talked about earlier. That was our first year. Okay. $4,000 that year. So we thought, oh, that's good. And then people talked me in again. So then we did American Cancer Society. Then we did Life Bank, this organ transplant. We made $11,000. Then twenty. 20 came along and we didn't have a show obviously because of stupid COVID. Uh, yeah. But we still, we still sold posters and stuff. We we're planning on doing it. So we still made a little money for pause, which is an animal. Charity. And then uh, 2021, we did St. Jude's children's research hospital, which we made $20,000 for. And then last year, again, sub zero for 28,000. 
so we're trying to beat that this year fingers and toes crossed yeah that's uh, that's actually some pretty substantial growth every year it is when we look at like just over i mean in just five years that's that's huge i mean yeah yeah wow a lot of work but i tell you what it's worth it and and so many people have fun and it's kind of becoming the event for a lot of people for the summer and people take the whole weekend off and you know rent a cabin out there or cottage and just make a weekend out of it an extended weekend well it sounds like one of those things that you really could do that with i mean it's just a real it sounds like a really cool event for a really cool cause and and just it's one of those things how could you not get behind it it's got everything you want it's got raffles it's got food it's got music it's got uh fun it's in a really cool location yeah yeah it's really uh, there's a lot of things to do out there, especially in the summer. Exactly. Yeah. So great too. I mean, they've really kind of given us the run of the place. And so it's been, it's been a win-win for us out there. I think what, one of the cool things about like what you said too, is like, you, especially with the, the, uh, the veterans, like you got to see what that money actually did. Yeah. I mean, how many times do people make donations and, and, you know, they're doing it out of the kindness of their heart, but you don't really know where the money's going or see anything change or anything. You just do it. But here you're seeing an actual change after you do the event. That's awesome. That's yeah. really, that's yeah, so really a direct effect of, yeah. of your hard work. And I'm sure it is. Are, are, do you do most of the planning and all, and all that yourself or do you no. have some help? Yeah, I do, I've got a great committee with me. Uh, it originally started with me, um, Cindy Rosano, who's uh, Joey D from Disco Inferno's fiance. Okay. Years ago, we started this kind of thing together because it was originally it was originally started. It was just going to be a Kiss Jam night because you know I put up a thing on Facebook about the best Kiss song and polls and this that and the other, and everyone started saying you know the local musicians started saying hey let's get together and jam some Kiss songs. I said. Yeah, I know enough bar owners. Let's get a Kiss Jam night together. And then it became, well, if we're going to do this, let's at least make it for charity and make some money out of it for some good cause. So Cindy got with me and, you know, Joey's daughter's on the spectrum. So we said, let's do autism. Okay. So it took off from there and every year it's bigger and the committee's gotten bigger. My wife joined that year. And now we've got like a probably with eight nine people on the committee each doing a different job so it's become uh it's become quite the thing man <laughs> it's kind of overwhelming sometimes but it's really cool yeah sometimes things grow much larger than we expect them to but it's it, it can become a blessing and a curse at the same time because it can feel overwhelming but when you get the results and you see the results i'm sure that yeah. makes for all of the hard work i it, it's just really cool to hear about this and uh <clears throat> I'm sure uh, right before you do this in July, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to promote it as much as I can. Uh, I'm yeah. sure, you know, that it's coming up and I'll put it on my Instagram and everything and, and make sure that uh, people know what's coming up. Cause it just sounds like such a great time and for such a great cause. So we're definitely going to promote it when that yeah. comes. Um, yeah. You always go to Cleveland musicians, fundraiser.org. I think it is. I think that's our website. You can see like past years and, things that are coming, the sponsorships we've had and stuff. We're always looking for sponsors. If you know anybody who wants to sponsor the event, get a hold of me. 
because we're always looking for sponsorships as well. So, Oh, that's, that's great to know that. Um, glad you brought that up. I didn't even think about, uh, you know, adding sponsors or if you did want to sponsor, uh, not just make a donation or show up. Right. That's cool. Uh, but with that being said, I mean, before we kind of transition into a close. Yeah. Uh, what kind of gigs does Big in Japan have coming up that you may want to talk about? I know you guys playing a ton of shows. Should we just go to the website and just look or what? Yeah. I know you all the time. Yeah. Be honest with you, Brian. I I kind of just look at my calendar every week and say, "Oh, this is where I'm playing." <laughs> I <don't, laughs> that, uh, that sounds like Dave. Dave never knows where he's playing, uh, yeah. and j- he just goes, man. Oh, we we've got a pretty pre- pretty busy January, and then February is kind of light because me and Vic are both going on vacation. Uh, so we're gonna enjoy some tropical weather for a week, and then we're back to it. And I think it's pretty much every week for the rest of the year. So. No, it looks like that. I mean, by the time this comes out, so we've got, you've got Hooli House and Men are coming up on January 27th. Then the very next day, the El Cowboy and Youngstown, uh, to the Shop Bar in Painesville on February 4th and March 4th. So that's where you take that that vacation, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the February's. Uh... Yeah, but I did get a call, you know, yesterday from Matt saying that the people want to book us in February and asked me if I could take a couple of my no book dates out. So I got you. It, so that could even change. <laughs> oh. Just keep up with you. Yeah. Okay. Man, I, well, cool. Uh, so we can we, we went over it. We can find you at uh, www.biginjapanband.com. And there's uh, nice little videos of you guys playing out, type of music you play. There's set lists on there. You could book you on there. Uh, YouTube, it's Stairway to Cleveland. Uh, you just said you're starting the second season. We've got all sorts of there, – there's a variance of guests on there, uh, from musicians to comedians to authors. Uh, and uh, again, we'll finish with check out uh, what was the website again for the uh, Kiss benefit that comes up in July. Uh, if you want to be a sponsor, yeah, I believe it's Cleveland Musicians Fundraiser.org. Okay, uh, or you can find us on we're on Facebook as well under Cleveland Musicians Fundraiser. Thank you, thank you. And I'm gonna leave it with I am on my hands and knees begging if you guys enjoy my content, please whatever platform you're listening to the Cleveland Schwill, give us a five-star review. Let us know that you love us. Or even if you hate us, just give me a five-star review and then just leave me a nasty message. And I will read it on air. Just, just I'll be very thankful for it. Uh, but uh, R. Scott Vaughn, thank you so much for, for being on Cleveland Schwill. I appreciate your time. Uh, you've been a great guest. Loved listening to you. I'm going to try to play some of your stuff here on on uh, this episode so people can hear you guys band and, and what you guys are playing and then uh, <laughs> and we'll, we'll go from there but uh, other than that all of you out there until next time have a couple drinks for me I, I can I can definitely use it and have one for for our Scott Vaughn because I'm going to tell you he's he's in dry, dry January right now and, and he needs all the help he can get <laughs> all right thanks a lot thanks and, a lot. Uh,